Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Last year, I dropped deeper and deeper into my purpose of helping women shed unhelpful layers turn inwards and take ownership of their lives in order to access their fullest, most vibrant potential. In this time, I have been creating an immersion that offers exactly that, through a completely unique blend of tools, skills and practices, from yoga, breathwork and the body, to self-inquiry, emotional process work and intuitive and creative art-based explorations, so that understanding and spiritual growth is deeply integrated through a variety of modalities and is fully embodied. I'd love to invite you to the first ever Voyage to the Soul four-day immersion taking place in Norfolk, UK from the 24th to the 27th of April 2020. If you'd like further info on this immersion and how you can join us, please contact me, Shay, through the contact page on shaydye.com, linked in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Shay and I are here with you today and we're just freestyling it out and um, we both just logged into Zoom which is how we record this podcast this morning and I said to Shay, what are we talking about today? And she was like, I don't know. So we've literally just decided to press record and, and see where we go. So Shay, mm. how are you? Mm, I'm good, thank you. And actually just to, to battle, or well not battle, but to kind of bolster onto what you're saying is that when Anna said, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about now. Maybe we should drop the podcast down to one every two weeks. And then I said, okay, well, are you feeling like it's too much? Or are you feeling like there's, there's too much to go into this? Or, you know, what's your, your feeling behind that? And you're like, no, it's not, not really, because we're always going to have to find, you know, new things to chat about. So it's not really about that, but just, you know, today when we don't have something specific, a topic just to talk about, you know, maybe we could have a little bit of a break. Then I was like, okay, well, how, how are you doing today? Like, what's, you seem like you're in a good space. You seem like you're um, a lot more energized and happy. So what's been happening for you? And then you were like, oh, well, actually, I've been working on my mindset this week. And I was like, okay, well, and then we, I was like, wait, Anna, stop, wait. We need to talk this on the podcast. <laughs> so then we hit record. Yeah, and that's actually, it reminds me of that's like how this podcast came about because you and I would just chat and then we'd be like, we should totally be recording this right now. (laughs) And that often actually does happen. We always have a little chat sometimes before we press record or afterwards we have a little chat and then we're like, hmm, we should have probably been recording that conversation. <laughs> so today we caught it just in time. So well yeah, done, just Shay. In time. So back to my question is, sorry, I know you asked me how I was doing, but before that I was asking you how you were doing and you, what the mindset things that you've been working on, as you said. So do you want to share some of the things that you've been doing this week in terms of bolstering mindset and 
Um, in my business at the moment, I'm in an, what I would call an intense time. So it's it's enrollment at the moment for my Grounded Goddess program. And there's always just a very narrow window when you have this narrow window of busyness where you know people are reaching out to you, they're asking about the program, you're connecting with people, you're speaking with people. It's like very much on the go. But there's also like a lot of uncertainty because at the end of the day, if I've got a certain amount of spaces to fill. And I'm like, is this person going to join? Is that person going to join? I must remember to follow up with this person, that person. And it's, and it's always actually quite, I always find the uncertainty quite challenging to manage. And last week I ran my um, Grounded Goddess Challenge and I already knew that that was going to be a very intense week because it was a new construct. I've never run a challenge like that in that way. So it was all new and I was doing Facebook lives in the morning and in the evening and everything else in my day-to-day work. And it was the last week of my cycle, which was a bit of a planning fail. And we actually spoke a little bit on the the last recording that we did about that and about the importance of managing your physiology to manage your emotional way of being. And I have been doing a lot of physiological practices and really been tuning into myself. So paying attention to how am I feeling in this moment? What emotions am I noticing that are arising within me? And what is, is that a rewarding emotion or is that a warning emotion? And if it's a warning, what is it warning me to do? Like, do I need to take a break now? Do I need to take a step back? you know, what meanings am I assigning to what's going on and and how can I change that meaning so that I can create a different emotional way of being around this. So I've been doing a lot of tuning in and a lot of looking after myself physiologically. But I think the biggest thing for me has actually been I've been I've been revisiting my friend Joe Dispenza, just reconnecting with his work because I've I've always really resonated so much with what he does. And I've actually been doing his meditation. He's got a, a lot of his meditations are quite long. They're like about 40 minutes each, but he's got a morning meditation and an evening meditation, which are 23 minutes each. I think I haven't been doing the evening one, but I've just been doing the morning one. And I do that every day. So I wake up and I make myself a cup of tea. And then while I'm waiting for the tea to cool down so I can drink it, then I do my meditation and it's done and it's only 20 minutes. And I've just been focusing on this idea of things being easy. And I think I've said in previous podcasts that last year was quite a challenging year for me on a lot of levels. And I can really see now how I was also making it hard for myself by the way that I was conditioning my mind, which was saying, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard. And I wanted to step away from that this year, or to set the intention to set away, to step away from that, that I can my goals can flow towards me. I don't have to go chasing after them and it doesn't have to be hard work, but it can flow. So I've been focusing on that a lot and just in doing so, I guess, taking so much pressure off of myself, which releases so much stress and energy and energy. Yeah. All the energy that's, that's all bound up in the, the anxiety and the, the grabby hands about stuff. And even though this is actually a technically a very intense time with my business, I'm just trusting that the places for this program will fill with the right people. And it's not that I'm just going to like, you know, go watch TV and, and not do things that are important to, to make that happen. But I think in the past, I've maybe just put too much energy into it and I, I just wanted to flow this time. So I'm just working on that and I'm just trusting that those people who are out there who, who need to do the work that I have to offer will find me. At the right time. 
And that is very much connected to this idea of allowing. And when we, when I interviewed Tara Swat on her book, The Source, which is one of the previous episodes, really, really interesting episode. If you um, take a moment to go and listen to that one, but that's the concept that I asked you, like this piece of allowing. So allowing the things to come towards you versus her focus, which is a little bit more, you use your brain to get clear on what you want and then use your brain to get the thing that you want, which is more like the going out the energy. And I had this question mark to her about it. And actually I had a little bit of a light bulb moment as I was listening to her speak because one of the pathways of the brain that she uses or that she terms, there's six different pathways. And one of the pathways that she terms is the creative pathway. And we need the creative pathway in order to access this manifesting or getting the desires, desired result that we want. And that creative pathway being open allows us to see how we may be getting the result that we want, but it may not be in the same tangible form that we are expecting it or wanting it in. So being able to see the situation in a new way or to see something else in a different way is is really, really key to being able to call in the true desired feeling of what you want. And then also that relates to this idea of surrender, which is surrendering the personality. And that's, I spoke about in the previous episode where I talked about that kind of, I don't know, spiritual awakening moment that I had last week when I was coming back from a, from a client, but this idea of letting go of the personality and letting go of the ego, because there's, you know, and this is, this is certainly where, where I've been feeling with this voyage, the soul is like there's, and this is for you as your program as well. There's this, there's this need or there's this want because I have to fill these places because the only reason is financial stability or financial, de- like, you know, you need to make an income. And that's, that's, that's very much, it's part of what we do is in our business. And we need to obviously make an income to be able to support ourselves but also the personality and the mind is so attached to that. It becomes so attached to that piece of it that are we willing and able to do the process, do the work and let go of the personality, let go of the identity, let go of the ego that's attached to that, which is the hard part. And that's the part of allowing. It's like, I'm going to do this work, whether or not I get the results, quote unquote, that I'm you know putting in air quotes, that my ego personality is attached to, that is fixated on, or am I going to do this work because this work is the work that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm being called to do it. And it's the vision that I have for where I need to be with my life and who I need to be serving and how I need to be serving these people, these women. So that has been a huge, massive learning for me. And it puts you back into that state of flow and it puts you back into that state of ease, which is, you know, that, that sense of allowing that sense of, yeah, I'm going to do the work, of course, because you can't do anything without action. Action needs to happen. But it's the action that you take without the attachment, this non, you know, non-attachment, aparigraha is this concept in yoga, this non-grabby hands that we want to embody and live from a place that's calm and present and filled with ease. Yeah. And um, the, it's, it's been really interesting to notice the mind because the mind is often synonymous with the ego because it's, it's creating these constructs about how we think that things should be or must happen. And like, I'm telling you that I'm doing all these meditations and I'm surrendering and I'm trusting, but that's not happening 24 seven. Right. And um, there's also this little voice of scarcity and self doubt and fear, which, um, which is what I call the lack mindset. I think that's from the, the source as well. And I do notice that lack mindset creeping in. And one of the books I've been reading recently is spirit hacking by Shaman Durek. I don't know if you've read it, Shay. I've um, seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reading it now. I'm really enjoying it. It's another really great book. And he, 
talks about you know the importance of language which which is what i teach in my program as well but he talks about stating things to yourself as if they've already happened so that you're if you're saying if you're saying i'm going to achieve my goals then you're always going to be in a state of I'm going to, which means it's never actually happening. <laughs> so it's, it's affirming to yourself as if you, if it's, if it's already happened. So I'm this morning, I was blow drying my hair as you do and looking in the mirror and going, I love you so much. I love, <laughs> I love you so much because you've, you filled all the spots in your program with incredible people. And I love you so much because you've worked so hard to create something magical that's helping people. And I love you so much because you're just awesome. And just saying all of these nice things to myself as if it's, if, as if it's already happening and getting into the habit of when I wake up in the morning, Often I wake up and then I, it's always so early and then I lie in bed thinking maybe, maybe I'll be able to go back to sleep, but that never happens. And then I just put my hands on my heart and then I just say like a few, I love yous. And then I go up and make my tea. Mm, mm, I love that. And I think that positive affirmation, like that mirror work and Louise Hayo does, does a lot of this mirror work, but it's that that's idea of reaffirming yourself in a really positive way. But what was interesting to me when you said that, I was like, Oh, I wonder if, there's now kind of this conditional love that it feels like it's like, I love you because of all these things. Mm. I love you because you're feeling, I love you because of these things rather than just, I love you. And that's it. That's a complete full sentence without having to tack on the other stuff. And that comes back to this being versus doing. And this is actually another kind of flips this idea on its head, which I actually really, really resonate with. This comes from Sahara Rose and her whole thing is that she's like, there's so much in the spiritual world. There's so much about this being. We must just do being. We must we must focus on being. We must let go of the doing. We must focus on the being. Let go of the doing, which I get. But what she's saying is that the being only serves you to replenish you for the doing. Because in order for us to really live purposeful lives, like we need to be doing. The doing is activism. The doing is change. The doing is healing. The doing is helping. The doing and is creating. It, yeah, it's 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 so it's so much part of we we need to be doing. It's it we can't just sit and be and like zen ourselves out and then what? Like we'd be so bored, we'd be so unfulfilled, we'd be all these things. But it's that being aspect that recharges us that regroups us so that we can do so that we can change so that we can help expand ourselves help expand others uh, set into motion this domino effect of healing this domino effect of love and that's what we're here to do well i believe that's what we're here to do is create that shift and then it starts with us but that being element which is where we affirm ourselves just for the beingness not for the i'm great today because I've done all these things, but just mm. I'm great. I am who I am and I am great in that. But just going back to this affirmations and, you know, saying things as it already happened. I've been listening to quite a few magical witchy podcasts. I know it's weird, but... Um, oh no, please share. Please yeah, share what I you're will, listening I will, to. I will. So Mia Magic is someone that I've been, I've been like following and tuning into and um, she's like full on witchy magic. And one of her things is that she's like, you can create these spells, but you know, we think of spells and it's like all like weird witchcraft, woo-woo. But really what I've taken from it is it's just an affirmation that's got 
perhaps something that's rhyming, it's got cadence, it's got rhythm, and it's got something that is very actually easy to remember. So something that I have written, in, and it's also present tense, it's happened already, and it just makes it so much easier to drop into your meditation or to your morning practice or your morning walk or whatever you're doing. Voyage to soul is at capacity. I lead with love, with soul, with great tenacity. And it's like that rhyming couplet that keeps you energized. It's got speed, it's got rhythm, it's got, it connects to, a, not a pattern, but it connects to like, yeah, this rhythmical flow and it, and it, it, it helps cultivate that within you. And then also it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's creative and it's just a beautiful thing to drop into your day. I mean, whether you call it a spell or not, doesn't matter. I love yeah. that it's called a spell. Yeah. So, so, we're, so whether you call it, it's, it's the quality, it's the essence of it. It's that you are setting an intention. So there's magic, there's an element of magic that's involved in it, or there's an element of if you prefer to use the more scientific terms like Tara does in her book, uh, the source, but it's like you're using those cognitive brain waves to get into that more lateral thinking. And um, the language part of our brain works in this poetic language. It works in these, um, and that's where abstract thinking comes in, where we're using these other parts of our brain that are more connected to the arts, that are more connected to theater, that are more connected to this flowery language. And that's where this whole idea of, spells quote unquote comes in because it's this poetic language and it gets us into that abstraction way of thinking which is part of the creative way of thinking as well in your brain so big connection between that i think and yeah just being able to call in what we want what other magical podcasts are you listening to? Um, so Mia Magic is the one that I've been listening to. And Sahara Rose, I've actually been listening to a little bit recently as well. Yeah, I've just been like dipping in and out of some <laughs> weird woo-woo things. Um, and just circling back on this, like, you know, um, as I've mentioned, I've, I've been on this Simply Psychic course, which has been really interesting. And I, I'm learning a lot about myself in terms of how much walls or how many walls energetically I put between me and other people and how long it's taking me to break down these walls energetically. Like I'm not talking about like, Oh, I'm building a wall around myself, but like there's an energetic boundary that I'm creating, which is good because we need to have those boundaries in place because we need to have safety. We need to feel like this is a relationship that feels trusting. This is a relationship that feels safe. I can lower these walls down so that we can connect but that needs to come through a sense of being earned. Like trust is not something that you can just say, trust, trust me. You have to, or at least you can say the words, but there's some kind of energetic sense that needs to happen in order for that trust, actually that bridge between two hearts or between two souls, between whatever needs to be formed through this layering of repetition, this layering of showing congruence, this layering of, you know, trust is built over time. And something that you said earlier when you said about the emotions that you're experiencing and you're like, what meaning does this have? You, in earlier, you were like, you know, I'm experiencing this emotion. What meaning does this have? And that is something that I've learned again and again through this course on intuition, this course on, they call it psychic development, but it's really just honing and practicing, deepening into that intuition, into that the knowing that comes through you, that knowing that is connected to something that's bigger than you, whether you believe that just to be consciousness, whether you believe it to be soul, energy source, whatever it is. But it's that we are continuously assigning meaning to everything. And what we assign meaning to or how we choose to assign meaning to is a lot based on our physiology. So if we are feeling in a really low funk place, the meaning that we can assign to something can be more 
negative. It can be more low vibe. It can be more like downtrodden. It can be, oh, woe is me, the victim mode. But when we shine a light on those parts of ourselves that is the victim, that is the need for safety, security, stability, when we let those parts come up and be seen, then we are congruent. We've created totality within ourselves so that we can now, you know, create meaning from a new place within ourselves. We can create meaning that is more optimal. We can create meaning that is more aligned, more high vibe. So like just a random example for this is like, you can always assign meaning, whatever, whichever, whichever way, whichever direction that it's going to flow in. But we've had, we've been looking at a house that's been on the market and it was solicited at a certain price. And we were like, we're just going to go see it. It was out of our budget. We're just going to go see it just for interest. And we're like, oh, wow, this house is amazing. We love it. We love it. We love it. Oh, but it's out of our price range. And then it dropped 50,000 pounds down. And we were like, whoa, this is a sign. Like, amazing. This, this is, and we were like, this is a house we want to buy. Like, this is now affordable. Everything. Great. And we've been speaking to the estate agents. And it's like, we're going through this whole process. And they all know that we are very keen on this house. Like, we are basically selling our house currently or in the process of trying to sell slash we are selling our house but by um, the way shows houses for sale if anybody wants it so. yeah house is for sale come and come and visit although we have got a second viewing tonight and i think they're going to be the people so we'll see it's already they are, sold they are the people it is they sold. are the people yeah it is sold and um, but i've learned so much about this process because it's you know it's a big life move and there's a lot of financial stuff that's at play and you know there's all of this stuff that's going on so it's 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 connecting to this root chakra which is our sense of home our sense of safety stability but then also the abundance chakra which is you know the sacral chakra, our ability to create, to manifest, um, all of that, all connected. And so anyway, this house went down. And so we've been, and we you know we said to the state agents, look, we're really keen for this house. We're selling our house because we want this other house that we're going to move to. And then we now put our house on the market in order to be able to move to the new house that we want. And then suddenly two weeks later, the house that we've seen that we want has gone back to the original listing price. And now we're like, but wait, we, that house dropped and now the estate agent knows that we keyed and they know that our budget and everything. And Warren's like now in a panic. He's like, no, but this is the whole reason why we're selling our houses because we want to get that house and blah, 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 blah. And there's a way that you could view that as like, no, the, you, there's like this big obstruction that's been happening and you know now it's not right and the universe is telling us a sign and like there's this closed off pathway. And I said to him, I was like, well, what if, what if the estate agents know that that house is destined for us and we are selling our house in order to make that exchange, but they're putting it on the market so that nobody else goes in and buys it because at the price that it's now listed at, it's actually not really valuable to the, to the property price as compared to the rest of the street. So Warren's like, oh, that could be a way. And I, I, whether it is or not, it doesn't matter because it's the meaning that you've assigned to it, which is what we are continuously doing all the time. But it can be hard to keep yourself in that upward loop if you are feeling low, if you're feeling tired. And that's where the body comes back into it so much. And this is what's been so fascinating to me about this piece of the body. And I've probably come into the body at the late stage. And I think if, if Anna, if I, if I speak on your and our journeys, you've come from the body and you're moving into the spiritual. I've come from the spiritual and I'm moving to the body, which is like this. Moving opposite. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like, it's, it's nothing works in isolation. And there's this, there's mm. this wheel and it's everything is the spokes of the wheel that is, it's all, it all creates centering. It all creates balance. And 
you know, we need, you know, and some people might start with a spiritual practice and then it filters down into how I inhabit my body versus some people might start in the body and then grow through that. And then how am I, you know, creating more of an evolution for myself into more of a spiritual realm. So there's a centering that happens. There's this grounding that happens. And then that opens you up to something that's bigger. So long little ranting tangent on that, but yeah, this, this idea of creating message meaning to things that we see in our world. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you on how, how we're feeling physically then can influence the meaning, but I also think it works the other way around too, is that the meanings that we choose to assign to things because we have been conditioned a certain way through experience also impacts how we feel. Because in that moment when Warren was looking at the situation, the way that he was looking at it, it was making him feel stressed. It was making him feel anxious. It, he was probably starting to feel attachment and the grabby hands about no one must take our house where you were coming from this more expansive mindset. So you were coming at it from a much more open hearted physiology. So when I'm working with my clients and we're looking at belief systems, our belief systems are very often linked to the meanings that we assign to things because we believe a certain way we believe certain things about ourselves. We believe certain things about how the world works or how other people behave. You know, we create beliefs. We have beliefs about everything just through conditioning from life experience. So our beliefs are the, the lens through which we see life. And then if we're conditioned to see life a certain way, then that can mean life is very hard and life is very stressful. And, and that's the trap that I was falling into based on the experience I had last year. So now what I've been trying to do is create this new belief that things can be easy and things can be effortless and things can flow and I can be well and have energy. And of course, I am well and I am, <laughs> I, I am energy if we're going to affirm in the present tense. And in doing so, that changes my physiology. So it works both ways. Is our, and, and that's why we, we can't separate the two, as you've just said. And I don't know if you remember, like last year when I started my little healing adventure, I, I was kind of, I guess for a bit, I felt a little bit maybe confused. You know, I had this like yoga, spiritual journey that I was going on. And then it was, I had this very kind of a lot of training in the physical realms, all the functional medicine stuff I've done. And I was trying to see the unity between the two. And I actually feel like the, the penny has really dropped for me running this Ground of Goddess challenge because, and also reading that book, The Source by Dr. Tara Swartz, because I can actually finally see that we have to be physically well. We have to look after our physical self to access those, those greater ways of thinking and feeling. And it's so obvious now I say it now, and now that I say it, it's so obvious, but I'm seeing, I think I see now more clearly with, with my clients, like the ones who aren't necessarily getting traction on the mindset perspective is because they're still limited with their, their physical well-being and and then when people come and work with me, I can see now it's about it's important to understand where they're at because sometimes they need to work on their physical health so that they can free up, a, be able to generate a little bit more energy and a sense of wellness to actually have that brain capacity and mind capacity. And then other people, they actually need more of that awareness so they can actually connect with their bodies in the first place and then go, oh my gosh, yes, I need to look after my physical well-being too. And so I think it's, there's no right or wrong way to do things. Like you, you, as you said, you came more from the spiritual into the body. I was more in the body into the spiritual. It just amazes me now. Like I just think it's so cool. 
Each week, we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. We can positively affirm ourselves or, you know, we can change our physiology in order to create a little bit of a difference feeling based on an experience or belief. But when we are trying to to change our beliefs, like that's a huge thing. Like that is something that it has to be embodied. Otherwise it's just cognitive. And then it's, there's, mm. there's, there's no real bedding down of the belief system that we are moving towards creating. So something that I, and actually this happened this morning is about where you are right now, search for evidence that it is already happened in your life. Mm. And there's, I see a, a 19 year old girl and she has cerebral palsy. And, you know, this morning I see her for yoga before this session and we were just chatting and she just, you know, she got quite emotional and she was just like, you know, I want to be independent. And, you know, if I wash my hair and it's, and it's still greasy, then my her mom comes home and she's like, Oh yeah, I can see that you're the one who washed your hair. And there's this little bit of, you know, she's, she's seeking so much to have independence for herself, but then there's this, this real sort of block that she's coming up against where she's not feeling so independent. She, she just wants to be able to wash her hair. She's 19 and she wants to be able to wash her hair by herself. And I, and you know, I said to her, I was like, I said to her, first of all, like acknowledging the feeling that you're feeling like, yes, it is hard. It is frustrating and it is not fair. Like those are very valid feelings for you to have. Like, let's just sit with this and like, let's just be here. And it takes a lot for, I suppose, as an empath who naturally wants to be like, no, don't cry. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Like it's okay. It's all going to be safe to actually just sit and be with somebody who's feeling that like it is frustrating. It is that. So that piece that, that came before was like sitting in those meditations or sitting down and, and doing the being work, which is acknowledging the feeling that's come up so that it can be released from the body 
either through speaking or through physical movements or through any other practice that you have, journaling, art, creating, whatever. But then, like I said to her, I was like, well, let's look in your life, like where have you already created independence? Like let's look for evidence of this being not true or this being part of a bigger picture of a journey that you are on. And I said to you, know, I've been seeing her for now for maybe two years, three years. And when I first saw her, she didn't walk up the stairs without holding onto my hand or doing something, you know, holding onto a handrail. And now she's walking up the stairs completely on her own, like unassisted, without me, without anyone. And it's like, you must remember, you know, where you are now compared to where you were then. And I think that that evidence, that seeking evidence is creating congruence with the new belief that you want to bed down. Mm. Um, so that's that what really- we did in the, one of the exercises from my challenge last week is to find the evidence that it's already true. Yeah, and it's so powerful. It's it's such a it's such a good way to ground what you know into something that is a reality for you already or has been. So yeah, yeah. Belief systems take work, and they are also we have so many of them. And as you. And, and this is like the layers of the onion that you pull off is that you, you, you work with one and then you're like, Oh, now there's this one. <laughs> that is part of this journey of transformation is just pulling off, pulling off those layers. So Shay, I have to ask you, how have you been since your spiritual awakening last week? <laughs> I'm actually feeling quite, I've got a bit of a sore throat and um, yeah, and it's interesting just going back to this whole body piece because last week we filmed, or actually filmed, we recorded the Medichex episode, which is where you gave me your insights into the Medichex testing that we did, which was super valuable, super useful. And since doing a bit of your gut reset stuff, and I've really been... A bit, like, so you like smashed it. <laughs> yeah, I smashed it. But like, I also don't feel like it was like this huge, big like life overhaul. It I feel wasn't like it as was hard coming, as it was the first time. Yeah, it was, it was very, and like, even now, like people are like, oh, so you're going back to eating normally. I'm like, um, this, this is, is my new of, normal. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what, yeah, just, it feels, feels normal to me now and it feels good and, and revitalizing. So, and what I feel that's happened now is like my immune system maybe has more resources to be able to, you know, I'm taking extra zinc, I'm doing all these other things to supplement based off of those Medichex tests. And I feel like now my immune system has got like rumor to actually like sort shit out. And my gum underneath my mouth has just started to flare up. And I've got this huge, big, like sensitive, almost like a, it feels like a boil underneath my gum on my front teeth. So I went to see the dentist. And Your favorite person? My favorite person. I went to a new guy. But actually, <laughs> as I was sitting there, I was like, this guy's voice is like Deepak Chopra. So I was like, okay, you can trust this guy. Like working on trust. <laughs> like You can trust this guy. He sounds like Deepak and he was very calm and reassuring. So um, yeah, but anyway, did x-rays on me. And it was so funny. As he's going through the teeth and like mapping out my teeth, he's like, implant, roots, seven, root canal, eight, implant, nine, veneer, six, buccal occlusion, four, Oh, four. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like nothing in my mouth that is mine. <laughs> like all the stuff that has happened in my mouth is like horrific. No wonder and, you had so much trauma to your throat chakra. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. There's so much going on. And he was like, he tried to take an extra using a small thing, and he's like, No, I have to this there's too much. I have to I have to take a bigger one. So we took this big X-ray. And what's come up now is that when I was in when I was a child, I had trauma to my forefront teeth. I fell on my face as I was piggybacking somebody else and I smashed my forefront teeth. And 
that the roots in those um, forefront teeth then died. And what happens is this process calls resorption, which I'd never heard of, but it happens to 1% or 5% of the population. So I am the lucky 1%. Um, and this is what's going on now is that sometimes 10 or 15 years after a trauma, these roots can be resorbed into the body, which then starts to flare up again because the tooth doesn't know where to get its like stuff from because now the roots are back and all this, all this weird stuff. So anyway, there's like this massive infection that's underneath my forefront teeth and underneath an opposite tooth on the other side of my mouth, there is an infection underneath in my bone, which is, he's like, oh, this is going to be a big problem. But I was like, but I don't feel any pain. I don't feel any sensitivity at all on this side of my mouth. And he's like, because I've had root canal over those two teeth that are sitting on top of that bone and that infection could be them not cleaning out the root canal because it's really deep into my bone. Like it could have been not flushing it out properly or not sealing it properly or over time it's just started leaking or whatever. But there's now this infection that they've picked up underneath my bone, which could be something that has been there for months. It could have been there for years. And when Anna did the testing or read over my results, she's like, mm, question mark over this like inflammatory um, response that's kind of been switching yeah, off. Yeah, there was something, right? Yeah. So that's been very interesting to put those two pieces of the puzzle together. Like, Oh, in my blood work, it came up with this idea of possibly there's some kind of inflammation, there's some kind of immune response that's been switching on. And then having these x-rays and being like, oh, wow, there's actually like this infection in my bone that I had no idea about. Or, you know, there's things in my forefront teeth that are now needing massive work, which the pain of it is actually in the cost of it. <laughs> yeah, dental work is not cheap, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting with the test results and what you've reflected on, but not very fun for you at all. No, not very fun at all. And like this guy, he even said to me when he gave me the, the cost breakdown and I was like, whoa, he said, it's, you know, if I'm going to do it and I'll do an extraction and I'll do a bone graft and I'll do these things, minus the bone graft, minus the, the bridge, minus everything else, it's 2,100 pounds. So I was like, whoa. And he's like, per tooth. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, and you need four teeth done. I'm like... Did you, go out, did you go out chanting your spell? Which is all the capacity. <laughs> no, I went out of my body. That's what I did. I was like, holy shit, girl, are you serious? So, so if anybody wants to help Shay and her forefront teeth, please join Voyage to the Soul. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I said to Warren, I was like, for this amount, literally, we could buy a small house in South Africa. And like I went and Google, like that amount of money is just like insane. So I'm going to try and inquire as to some other places that can possibly do it. Maybe going home into that weekend doing it there. But yeah, it's not a small problem no. is what I'm currently settling on. So who's that? Please join to the soul. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I am, um, I'm good. Other than that. So, oh, well, that's yeah. a good place to be. Yeah. Um, that's me done for the day. <laughs> And you see, it wasn't so hard to make a podcast out of nothing. No, we, we, <laughs> we, we just cast some spells and then <laughs> sprinkle some magic juju. Ta-da! Podcast. Exactly, exactly. So I hope you guys have listened to our magic spell sprinkling podcast today and enjoyed it. <laughs> and if you have, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear and um, connect with you. And apparently we're 45. We're the 45th best health podcast in Ireland right now. So go out. <laughs> so thanks for getting us there, guys. Yeah. Thanks everyone so much. We'll speak to you all next week. Bye. Bye.
thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, Nine Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen, steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen, steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community.